0: A new poll shows Joe Biden would defeat Donald Trump if the election were held today in a science fiction horror movie where all the people have been taken over by space plants and have either become mindless, zombie-like creatures or CNN viewers, or both. According to the poll from the Dogface Pony Soldier polling agency, 53% of voters are hoping either to vote for Biden on Election Day or be swept up to heaven in the rapture, whichever is less expensive. Seventeen percent of voters want Biden elected because it's just been such a depressing year and they could use a good laugh. Twenty two percent of voters want Biden to win because it's about time senile people broke the glass ceiling that for so long has prevented them from sitting in the Oval Office, drooling and muttering completely incomprehensible nonsense. And nine percent want Biden to win because he cares about people like them who also don't know where they are or what they're talking about. The remaining 5% are CIA agents who want to run the country and feel that Donald Trump is standing in their way. There's still an enthusiasm gap between Biden and Trump. 21% of Biden voters say they'll make the effort to vote for him if they wake up in the morning and find themselves at a polling place with a marker in their hands. 12% say they'll vote for him if someone will drive them to the polls and give them a $1,000. Eight percent say they'll vote for him if a grizzly bear is chasing them. And the only place they can find to hide is the elementary school where they think they voted last time, though they're not sure. And the remaining eight percent say they'll vote for Biden by mail now that they're dead and Democrats copied their name off their headstone. Joe Biden says he found the polls encouraging, though he's still planning to vote for that orange haired fellow because he seems nice. Trigger warning. I'm Andrew Claven, and this is The Andrew Claven Show. life is tickety-boo. Birds are winging, also singing, hunky giddy doo Ship-shaped, tipsy topsy the world is a-biddy-zing. It's a wonderful day. Hooray! Hooray! It makes me want to sing. Oh, hooray! Hooray! All right. The vast right wing conspiracy known as Clavenon continues laughing our way through the fall of the republic. You know, I've been telling you all this time to subscribe to my Andrew Clavin YouTube channel. And here's the reason. As of no, uh, September 28th, my YouTube podcast will be moving off the Daily Wire YouTube channel. They no longer want to be associated with me. They're ashamed. They're embarrassed. And who can blame them? It will be exclusively moving to the Andrew Claven channel. You can get the link in the description below. I'm also making a lot of new content that you can only find on my channel. Last weekend, I put out the top three Obama disasters that Trump fixed, which you'll want to go watch. While you're there, subscribing. Leave a comment. And if the comment is sufficiently idiotic to raise the level of the conversation on the show, we'll read it on the air. Today, we have a comment from Beth Smith, who said, if we if we had today's press 90 years ago, when FDR said there is nothing to fear but fear itself, the headline would have been Roosevelt intentionally misleads the country about the severity and difficulties of the Great Depression. That's probably literally the truth. All right, you have probably heard the two Los Angeles County Sheriff's deputies were targeted for assassination in Compton uh, Saturday evening, and I'm going to talk about that more in a moment. But for now, I just want to note that when the news came out, many people in the street and on social media were cursing the wounded deputies and wishing them dead. I don't have any words to describe people like that, so I'm not going to try, but I do have some thoughts about what turns someone into a heartless sewer creature like that. My friend, the brilliant social writer Myron Magnet, once wrote that people act according to the ideas in their heads, and I think that's exactly right. It matters what we think and what we believe. Complex, elaborate, bad philosophies with highfalutin language disguising their logic can fog our interior mirror so we can no longer see that our souls are turning black and bad. Our perfect philosophy keeps making excuses for our degraded behavior. That's why after a lifetime of complex theorizing, I've learned to keep my philosophy simple. I no longer ask myself what God is up to theologically. I simply ask what God wants from me. So as much as I was repelled by the would-be assassin who struck at these young deputies and saddened and disgusted by those who wished them ill, I was touched and uplifted by the birthday reflections of the world's oldest World War II veteran. Lawrence Brooks is a black man, and he served as a servant to three white officers during the war, and he just had his 111th birthday. Historian Rob Satino described Brooks this way. He said... We went to war with Hitler, the world's most horrible racist, and we did so with a segregated army because this was still Jim Crow America. He says, I think these African-Americans were fighting for the promise of America rather than the reality of America. And I think that's true, too. When asked what was the secret to a life well lived, the hundred and eleven year old Brooks replied, serve God and be nice to people. That is a direct translation into American of Jesus's two most important commandments, love God and love your neighbor. If your philosophy of life is a lot more complicated than that, you might want to learn to start thinking less. It takes a great deal of wisdom to become as simple as Lawrence Brooks. It will serve you well. So, Every time I read a car shield ad, I remember standing out on a rain-swept highway, fixing a car while trucks went by that at any moment could have knocked me into the next life. In the old days, your car was fixable. You could go into your car and fix it, but today there is so much computerized stuff in there that really you have to be a specialist Car Shield specializes in shielding its members from high-cost automobile repairs. Computer system in cars are the new normal. Electronically controlled transmissions, touch screen displays, dozens of sensors—you can't fix any of these yourself. So when something breaks, it could cost a fortune. And now is not the time for expensive reti- repairs. That's why you need. CarShield. CarShield has affordable protection plans that can save you thousands for a covered repair, repair including computers, GPS, electronics, and more. The people at CarShield understand payment flexibility is an absolute month. Monthly plans can be customized to your needs with rates as low as $99 a month. For as low as that, you can protect yourself from surprises and save thousands for a covered repair. Call 800 800- car 6,000 and mention code Andrew or visit carshield.com and use code Andrew to save 10%. That's carshield.com code Andrew. A deductible may apply. All right. I watched uh, cuties last night, so you don't have to, and I will review it at the end of the show. But first I just want to play what I thought was the creepiest clip of the weekend from our wonderful governor, our, our State here is burning down. It's burning down. The air quality, even right here in my loft, is terrible. Uh, It's just every day. It's very hard to hike. It's very hard to do anything. Here's a ad that Gavin Newsom put out. And if you can't see it, he's standing amidst complete forest devastation.
1: When you have temperatures, record-breaking temperatures, record droughts, then you've got something else at play, and that's exactly what the scientists have been predicting for a half a century. It is here now california folks is america fast forward what we're experiencing right here is coming to community all across the united states of america unless we get our act together on climate change unless we disabuse ourselves of all the bs that's being spewed by a very small group of people that have an ideological reason to advance the cause of a 19th century framework and solution we're not going back to the
0: 19th century What a jerk! First of all, why is California on fast forward? If it's climate change, the climate—why is the climate hovering over California, setting our forests on fire? Listen, climate change is is real. It has gotten warmer. We're not quite sure how much human activity has contributed to that, but I'm sure it has contributed. It only makes sense that it has. And climate change does affect forest fires, and I'm sure they can be worse as the climate gets warmer. The forest fires in California are largely due to forest mismanagement because of environmentalism. They won't allow control burns because they think it's bad. They won't allow forestry because it uh, it hurts the spotted owl. And so we have fires that are just, tinder. we have uh, forests that are just tinderboxes in the same way environmentalists have made it impossible for us to gather water here because they're protecting the Delta smelt. So every time we have a drought and California has natural droughts, but they're even worse because we haven't been able to save any water. This is garbage. And Donald Trump is calling them out on this. So they're saying that he's wrong. He's right. He is absolutely right. California is a mismanaged state. So when he says that California is America on fast forward, that is a really uh, dangerous truth. It may well be that if we start becoming a left-wing Uh, nonsensical government like California has. The entire country could look like California. It's the old story. If you don't like the leftism, what you need is more leftism. They're always selling this. And it really is an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment to have your governor doing that. And we'll talk about him later when we talk about cuties. So these deputies we got to talk about this uh, two deputies these are young people they were about a year 14 months out of the academy uh, one of them a uh, a lady a 31 year old wife and mother of a 6 year old the other a 24 year old male uh, you know uh, both very young people they were transit security they were sitting outside a one of our trains Uh, And this guy came up to him and just fired through the windshield. There is a picture that's just come out. A guy at Fox News, I think, put it out of the lady deputy. She got hit in the jaw. First, I should say, by the way, that thanks to the medicos, they're going to be okay. They're going to pull through. That is excellent news. Uh, There's a picture of the lady deputy who shot in the jaw radioing for help while she puts a tourniquet on the wound of the male deputy. So these are people, obviously, of tremendous courage, tremendous resources, and obviously people who want to serve. You know, people don't go into the police department because they want to beat people up. They don't go into the police department because they want to shoot people. They go into the police department because they want to keep the peace. I know a lot of cops. These are really terrific people. Yes, are there bad cops? Of course there are. They're bad everything. They're bad writers. They're bad commentators. They're bad everythings but most of these people go in to serve. They are risking their lives for you, for us. And this guy is, uh, well, let's let the president of the United States describe him. This is cut three.
1: You saw a video of that animal that went up to the car. Did everybody see that? This animal, this animal goes up to the car, two unsuspecting fine people. They were supposed fine people. I mean, they're in very grave condition, as you know. Fine people. He's an animal. And I called him an animal. And I was criticized by people calling him an animal. They said he's a human being. He's not a human being. He's an animal. He's not a human being. Joe Biden opposes the death penalty, even for cops who, I mean, look, you have to see, even for these cop killers who go around the predators, they murder children, people like the Boston bomber. He opposes the death penalty for the Boston bomber. He wants to give Prisoners of vote. He wants to have the Boston bomber be able to vote. I don't think so.
0: So Biden put out a statement that said it, this is a tweet. He later put out a fuller statement saying that he's praying he and Jill are praying for the deputies. But his original uh, statement said this cold blooded shooting is unconscionable and the perpetrator must be brought to justice. Violence of any kind is wrong. Those who committed should be caught and punished. Jill and I are keeping the deputies and their loved ones in our hearts and praying for a full recovery. It's not true that violence of any kind is wrong. Uh, there, There are riots now in a Lancaster, Pennsylvania, after police shot a man who was running at them with a butcher knife. I mean, the video, the body cam video shows the guy coming and they shot him and people are rioting, but that's not wrong violence. It is right. That is, that was the right thing to do. It was the right thing to shoot him. Violence of of any kind is not wrong. And in general, listen, in general, the thing is this violence against cops, you can't, you can't deny only the, the shooter is responsible for his actions, but you cannot deny that a narrative has caused this to happen. And the narrative is that cops are violent, that they're hunting down black people. This is language the left has used, that they're hunting down black people, that every cop killing is somehow in error, that every cop killing is somehow wrong. And the fact is almost all cop killings are are actually right. I mean, they're actually the right thing to do. It is very, very rare that these guys just go off and kill somebody. I mean, even in the in the case of George Floyd, where that looks very bad on video, and we'll hear the trial and we'll find out what happened, but the guy was on a lethal dose of fentanyl. He was resisting arrest. If you don't do that, if you don't do those things, you're not going to get killed by the cops, most likely, 99.99%. And in general, Joe Biden has supported that false Black Lives Matter narrative. He said, for too long, Black Americans have lived... With a knee on their neck, not only institutional violence, but daily injustices like having the police called for sitting in a coffee shop or watching birds in the park, which is just a lie. I mean, the coffee shop, these guys were refusing to leave. They weren't buying anything. It was only the fact that they were black that gave them the privilege to, to do what no one else in that coffee shop was supposed to be doing. You know, and he, he has, he has put out ads saying a black person can get killed just for being black. All of these things are just not true. I mean, there is just high crime in poor black neighborhoods and inordinate amount of ca- crime, a inordinate percentage of crime. And that's what the police are reacting to and have to react to. And and most of the people in these neighborhoods who are actually law-abiding citizens, most of them know this about the police. And so they can't come out and praise the police, but they know when the police come in, they give them the nod. They know that these are people coming in to help them. So some of this stuff, some of the reactions to these deputies being shot was, was genuinely upsetting. Uh, there were people outside. We, let's play the video. These were people outside the hospital, a small demonstration outside the hospital, blocking uh, blocking the emergency entrances and exits and shouting, we hope he'll die. This is uh, cut 11.
1: We are out here at St. Francis Hospital where two of uh, America's most notorious gang members have been brought to. Uh, we're going to go up here and uh, just check on... Uh, these murderers right here. We're we down here. Excuse me? do we you come cannot. to visit someone? No, you're we not. We can't go visit nobody? You can once we confirm who it is, but and there's no visitation allowed so anyway, so, so you got to go. Time. All right, y'all. You see what's we happening go. right here, right? They got uh, these pigs out here.
0: So these are people, again, you know, who have convinced themselves that somehow uh, the police are the bad guys. Somehow the police are, are out there. Okay, He calls them murderers. They went out and they blocked the emergency uh, entrances tried to anyway, tried to block the emergency entrances, which meant anybody trying to get in there who was in an ambulance, who had a heart attack or whatever, was gonna have a hard time getting in. There was celebrations on the street. Let's play uh, Cut 10.
1: Just aired the police out. They just this the aired only the police out. This the only it go up and come. Them just got aired out, cuz. They just bust on them, cuz. That's crazy. They just got aired out. Somebody ran up on the car and blushed on it. Right through the window, in the face and on. It's a wrap.
0: Now, I should mention, by the way, that in these neighborhoods, which are some of the poorer neighborhoods in L.A., that there were lots of people, lots of people who reacted with shock and horror. So we play these things to show you the degraded state of some of the people there. But of course, most of the people there are not these people. And I think that's an important thing to remember because this is not about black people. And if you think it's about black people, you've been taken in by the Marxists, just like the black people who who are doing these things, right? This is about Marxism. This is about Marxism. Marxism uses black people. Marxism uses women. I've, I've talked at length about the way women have been, their emotions have been ginned up about Donald Trump while the left has been covering up the rapists, Harvey Weinstein and Jeffrey Epstein. They covered that up. And Matt Lauer's misbehavior, they covered that up. But they the minute they had a tape of Donald Trump saying something ugly, they put that out there because they're using women. They're using Black people—they're using the the pain of black people, some of which, because of the bad outcomes in black communities, which I believe are traced to largely to uh, welfare policies from the left. But because of the bad outcome in some of these communities, black people are in pain; they're suffering. And you know, obviously, look—the the guy on the street, the guy whose kid is uh, not getting an education in school, he, or the woman whose child is not getting an education in school, she doesn't know maybe why why what policy would fix that. She doesn't know that the teachers' unions are standing on her back and keeping her kid down. She doesn't know the teachers' unions are blocking that path to education and improvement. She doesn't know that the Democrats are closing off the path to uh, charter schools and, uh, and and while sending their kids to private schools. She doesn't know that stuff. So it's really, this is an abuse, an abuse of Marxism which used to use people, used to try to separate people by class. That's a little harder to do in America because the classes are still fluid. We still, we don't really have the kind of class system where Marx was writing in England, right? There was a very rigid class system and it was hard to uh, traverse the lines. It was hard to move up from the lower classes into the upper classes. In America, that historically has not been the case. So it's harder to do that. So they've used race. They use these things. The point is the power. The point is the power. And the theory behind this is it's okay to shoot a cop. It's okay to kill a cop because the laws that he is enforcing are the laws of an evil society. They're evil laws. And therefore enforcing those laws is committing evil. That's why the looters say, oh, well, this is redistribution of wealth. We have the right to steal people's private property. We have the right to do this. And so they're really against civilization itself. They're really against the very con- uh, the uh, borders, the margins of civilization itself, but they have no idea, no idea what to replace it with. And that's what you should remember. This is about a philosophy. It is not about a race. It's not about the color of people's skin. That's ridiculous. It is about the ideas in people's heads. Being in debt sucks. If you've ever been in debt, you know. It, it it sucks you worry people have the right to suddenly call you and badger you your credit score goes down makes it harder to do other things but freedom financial helps people overcome debt and achieve financial freedom you If you're losing sleep over maxed out credit cards or stressed out thinking about your mortgage payments or student loans, Bills.com can help you take back control of your life. The first step to lowering your monthly payments and becoming debt-free is to get a free debt assessment. It only takes a few minutes and could save you hundreds or even thousands of dollars each month. From debt settlement to personal loan consolidation to student loan or mortgage refinancing, Bills.com has you covered. They're part of the Freedom Financial Network, which has been in business since 2002 and settled over $10 billion in debt. Take the first step to defeating your debt. Get your free debt assessment today. Go to bills.com slash Clavin. That's bills.com slash Clavin. Bills.com slash Clavin. Now, when the bill collector shows up at your door, all you have to do is spell Claven <laughs> You're doomed. It's KLA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That is absolutely right. You know, the other, the other thing is, the other thing about this story, too, I mean, Trump hits Biden as being an appeaser. Uh, this is cut 14.
1: In the Republican Party, we know that police officers are not villains, but they're heroes who risk their lives to keep us safe. And they guard, you know, the thing that's incredible I, I know so many police, they're so good. One bad apple, and they're on for months. One bad apple, they go on for months. The thousands and tens of thousands of good things. Nobody talks about it. These are great people that have done a great job. And we have to support our law enforcement. So Biden wants to appease
0: domestic terrorists. And my plan is to arrest domestic terrorists. <laughs> I think, you know, I, I think that this is a decent point. A lot of people wish Trump had, would act more strongly in local riots. It's very, very difficult to do. It's very difficult to send in troops to a hostile area so that if, uh, for instance, Portland is not asking for troops to come in, if they're being hostile to those troops, it's very hard for those troops. It's like being in enemy territory. So it's a very difficult thing to do. It's not as easy as you think it is Oh, just send in the troops. He, as Donald Trump has said, he wishes he didn't have to wait for them to ask. But in a lot of ways, he doesn't have to wait, but he does, it makes it a lot easier to send your troops in when they're going to get local support because all the local uh, services and efficiencies are being run by the locality, right? So they, if you send in the military on its own, you've really got a problem. But, you know, it is worth going back. When Kamala Harris was running in the primaries, right, and there were, she was only running against other Democrats, CNN did a report about the way she behaved after the murder of a husband, father, and San Francisco police officer when she was the San Francisco DA in 2004, and three days after this cop was shot, Kamala Harris came out and made the announcement that, there was, that she was still going to hold to opposing the death penalty. It was three days after this cop was shot. Uh, it was cut five.
1: In San Francisco, it is the will, I believe, of a majority of people that the most severe crimes be met with the most severe consequences, and that life without possibility of parole is a severe
0: consequence. That, came, that was three days after the cop. This is Mrs. Espinosa, this is the police officer's widow. On her reaction to that announcement coming so soon after his death,
1: I felt like she had just taken something from us. She had just taken justice from us from Isaac.
0: Did she call you?
1: No, she never called me. I just don't understand how or why she would. You can't even wait till he's buried. You can't even wait to talk to the family. You can't just wait and you know have some compassion and check in on the family
0: this this story disappears now that trump that trump that kamala harris and joe biden are running against a republican right it's one thing to run that story on cnn when it's all among friends all democrats and we don't care you know which democrat wins We we rooting for one democrat over another democrat we're rooting for the democrat who's going to win but once they're running against trump They're going to run it as if, oh, Biden condemned this violence, too. And it's just not right. It's just not right. This narrative, this Black Lives narrative, Matters narrative, which was given credence by Barack Obama when his policy started to fail and he wanted to distract people with this stuff. That narrative is what is fueling the violence. And that narrative is being put forward by Marxists. And the narrative is being supported by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. You know, you want to see narrative at work they're still selling this Bob Woodward book. It's really funny. Back in 2013, Bob Woodward wrote a book about Barack Obama. And it was like, this guy stinks. What Whatever happened? He used to be great. And now he sucks. They really were. The mainstream media was attacking Bob Woodward. Now he's their hero again because he's attacking Trump. And he put out this story that we all knew that Trump had played down the Chinese flu because he didn't want people to panic and he wanted to be a cheerleader. He said this in March, and now it's in this book and everybody's acting like it's big news. So he's on 60 Minutes, and Scott Pelley points out that he's not, in fact, he's not, in fact, an unbiased reporter. You're known as the reporter who doesn't put his thumb on the scale, and yet at the end of this book, you do just that.
1: It's a conclusion based on evidence, overwhelming evidence that he could not rise to the occasion with the virus and tell the truth. And one of the things that President Trump told me in the presidency, there's all, always dynamite behind the door. The real dynamite its President Trump. He is the dynamite.
0: See, I. this is I just believe this to be untrue. There is something that I criticize Trump about and have criticized him about. Trump acted well. He acted well during the Chinese flu uh, when the pandemic first arose. He acted well, but he didn't speak well at the beginning. And he he continued to overstate the possibility of this passing through when he knew it wasn't going to. He was, you know, his, his way of talking remained focused on himself. He held those press conferences in which he allowed our dishonest, corrupt press to focus on him and to focus with these gotcha questions. He should have thrown them out. He should have thrown them out and just made the statements. Andrew Cuomo, on the other hand, the governor of New York, acted deplorably, but spoke well. You know, people all over the country were watching his press conferences because he was giving good information from the best sources, but he acted appallingly. And the huge death toll in New York, which is still a large percentage of the American death toll, especially if you include the tri-state area, a lot of that was due to his actions. He took the Wall Street Journal did an excellent, excellent, unbiased, straightforward piece of good reporting over the weekend where they just showed you that he took control Andrew Cuomo is a control freak, and he took control away from localities, which he doesn't really believe in. He doesn't really believe there should be localities. And even the mayor, Bill de Blasio, who was a complete moron, even de Blasio made decisions that were better than Andrew Cuomo's. Bill de Blasio said, we need to shelter in place. And uh, Cuomo said, no, 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 we can't do that. I don't like the sound of shelter in place. That sounds like some kind of military. No, we're not going to. And then five days later, he introduced the same policy. The five days that went by cost a lot of lives. Obviously, sending people into nursing homes, insisting that they take people from nursing homes when the nursing homes were saying, please, please do not send them in. We do not want to accept people who have had this flu because we're the vulnerable population. Cuomo overrode that. He's a control freak. Many thousands of people. They say it's 6,000, but they don't count all the people who died in hospitals, who got sick in the nursing homes and died in hospitals. They don't count all of them, so it's probably a lot more people died because of that dreadful, dreadful policy decision. Localities are complaining that we knew we had a hot spot and we wanted to take action. Cuomo overrode us at every turn. So he acted badly and spoke well. Trump did not always speak well. He He usually doesn't speak well, but he acted well. And he points this out, that he closed off you know you've heard him repeatedly saying uh he closed off um you know uh the travel from china very early on he has an ad saying this has cut 16. january 30th the world health organization declared the chinese coronavirus a global health emergency President Trump acted immediately, announcing new travel restrictions on China.
1: Starting at 5 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, the U.S. will temporarily ban foreign nationals who pose a risk of transmitting the coronavirus from entering
0: the country. Democrats and the media attacked President Trump for these restrictions, but President Trump was right.
1: Every expert agrees now, looking back, that the president's call to restrict that travel from China pretty early on was a good decision.
0: But Joe Biden, he got it wrong. The very same day the China travel restrictions were announced, Biden attacked President Trump for acting irrationally.
1: This is no time for Donald Trump's record of hysteria and xenophobia, hysterical xenophobia, to, uh, and fear-mongering to lead the way instead of science.
0: So that's what he that is, what Joe Biden said. And what the fact checkers, the left wing fact checkers keep saying is, well, he didn't say he was against the China ban. But I mean, that's basically what he was suggesting. So T.J. Ducklow, uh, his, Biden's press secretary and Michael Knowles look alike. He goes on Brett Bear, and Brett Bear tries to get him to say, what was Biden's position? Listen to this. You're saying that Joe Biden was for closing down travel
1: from China when the president did it. Uh, Joe Biden has been clear, and I can send you the fact checks if they're helpful, Brett. Joe Biden has been clear that he was not against that travel ban. But he was time. for it. Joe Biden has been clear about this, Brett. I, again, I can send I can send you the fact checks if they're helpful. This has been fact checked into oblivion. Okay, I'm just asking you the question. You're saying yes, he was for the China travel ban when the president implemented it, two, 48 hours after receiving that briefing. I, the important thing about the travel ban. Yes or I know no? That, yes and or and no? I, and I know. Brett, I know that you all like to cite the travel ban. I know the no, president. No, no, no. The president the does. That's ban. why I'm bringing it up. On, it's obviously, on, it's going to be in the debate. Brett. Brett, hold on. The important thing to know about the travel ban is that even after the president implemented that travel ban, tens or says that he implemented it, tens of thousands of people came in okay. and out of I'm the country. I'm going to take it that and you're not going to Don- answer that question. Donald you're Trump- going to send me what some fact Donald- checks.
0: You know, the the interesting thing is, I'm not going to play it now, but uh, Chris Wallace had another spokesman for Biden on and he did the same thing. He basically uh, filibustered. He wouldn't answer the question because, you know, the thing about this is, is all the blame. When this thing started, I told you, everybody's going to make mistakes in a crisis. Everybody, everybody makes mistakes and everyone has made mistakes. But one thing that no one has said is what they would have done that Trump hasn't done that would have made things better because they wouldn't have acted quicker. We know. No, because Andrew Cuomo didn't. We No, because Joe Biden wouldn't. They didn't. Nobody had any better ideas. It's only the press selling you a narrative that something could have happened that Trump didn't do. All right. You know... I I don't know if you do this all the time. I don't drink enough water and I don't drink enough water and suddenly I get really tired and I don't know why and I think, oh, I got to take a nap or something like this. But really, if you just stay hydrated, you will feel a lot better. Liquid IV's hydration multiplier is an electrolyte drink mix that will help you get hydrated Quicker. You'll all probably know Liquid IV for their popular hydration drink mix. They've just launched their newest line, Energy Multiplier, with roughly 100 milligrams of clean caffeine. It's the perfect coffee replacement and an all-natural alternative to processed energy drinks for a sustained energy boost throughout the day. Liquid IV's cellular transport technology delivers an optimal ratio of nutrients for more efficient uptake. And Liquid IV is on a mission to change the world. They're donating 3.7 million servings in response to COVID-19. Products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active military. Liquid IV is available Nationwide at Costco, where you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code CLAVEN at checkout. 25% off anything you order when you use promo code CLAVEN at liquidiv.com. Start fueling your adventures today at liquidiv.com, promo code CLAVEN. You'll be strong enough to be able to spell CLAVEN, which is K L A V A N. There aren't. I'm just making it look like this. Really, I know. You're saying, how does he do that? A lot of ways you can watch and listen to our podcast. You can go on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, and I hope you will subscribe and leave five-star reviews everywhere you go. And of course, you can go to dailywire.com. But we're now on Apple TV and Roku, so you can watch on your TV. You have to be an insider member to watch live, so head over to dailywire.com slash Clavin and use code WATCH to get 15% off your membership Plus, a Leftist Tears tumbler, which is worth it right there. Again, that's dailywire.com slash clavin to get 15% off with code watch and download The Daily Wire on your Apple TV and Roku today. We'll talk about cuties coming right up. All right, so I watched this Netflix film, Cuties, about 11-year-old girls uh, doing sexual Dances. It's Shapiro's fault. He called me up and he said I, he wanted to know what I thought about it. Before I, I tell you what I thought about it, I want to tell you a story. Uh, this happened a long time ago and I'm telling it from memory, so there may be some details that I've gotten wrong. But a very good friend of mine and one of the best writers I, I know um, loved the book Lolita, the famous Vladimir Nabokov book, which is about a pedophile. And I love that book too. It is a beautifully written, brilliant, brilliant book. And it's basically about America and the Pedophilia, and it is a metaphor, and it's not a pornographic book in any way. But this guy, my pal, loved this book so much. It's absolutely true. He started talking about it once at a party that I had given in my house. To the point that he made people deeply, deeply uncomfortable because of the subject matter, and I, who am maybe the most polite person walking the face of the earth, had to say to my friend in a loud voice, "Shut up. <laughs> I had to tell him to stop he was shocked. he like didn't know, but he just thought this book was just the greatest book. He got a phone call from a famous movie director who made the um, who made the remake of the film and said, "Would you like to take a stab?" at writing the screenplay to this book that you love so very much. This is a major, major opportunity for a writer, something that most people would grab. My friend turned him down and he said on the page when it's described in words and it's not pornographic, it's there's nothing wrong with telling the story the way that it's told. The minute you put it on film, it becomes immoral. It becomes immoral to show a child in a sexualized situation and I don't want to contribute to that and i've always admired him for doing this and he wouldn't didn't want to contribute to that and he said the only other alternative is what they always do in these films eventually is they they make the girl older and that at that point it's no longer the story of lolita so he didn't he loved the book he loved the book but he understood that putting a child in visually in a sexual position was a bad action a bad action. All right. So let me tell you what cuties is about. And the reason it's a little bit more complicated, obviously, than the arguments on Twitter, right? Twitter is not where you go for complex, nuanced conversations, but it's great if you want to spit curses at somebody. This, I'm going to tell you the plot, so there'll be spoilers, uh, but you don't want to watch this film anyway. Um, but this is by a French. This is the debut film of a French Senegalese woman named Maimuna Dukouri, and it's obviously informed by her childhood. It is about a girl named Ami who is a Senegalese immigrant living in France, and and uh, living in France, and she is living under very strict Islamic teaching. And her mother is brokenhearted because her husband has gone off to Senegal and is coming back with a second wife. And they're preparing for the second wife, which she's supposed to celebrate as a good Muslim woman. And so this girl is kind of lost uh, and she finds a group of friends who are likewise lost. There are no fathers in the story. Nobody has a father. Fathers are completely missing. And finds a group of girls who are entering a dance contest. And what's touching and sad about these girls is they're 11 years old. They don't know anything about sex. They, you know, they have all the stupid ideas that little kids have about sex. But they've seen this. They've seen their elders do this on social media, and so they learn how to do a dance. And of course, as this little girl Ami gets involved in this, she takes it out to the next level. She takes it to a level of uh you know where it gets more and more sexualized and even the other little girls are ashamed of what she's doing and there are numerous shots of these girls twerking and shaking their butts and their camera goes right up close and you're seeing all this stuff and they're all made up and everything like this so the lady who made the movie says this is a feminist film. She was trying to show that these girls had no place to go where they could become young ladies or young women with any kind of guidance whatsoever. They were either in this, what to her is this hyper-patriarchal, well, it is a hyper-patriarchal society of Islam or they go out into a West that is completely decayed. Now, this is like one of my favorite living authors, Michelle Huilbeck. This is his story that he tells again and again in novels like his best novel, Submission. He tells the story of the fact that with the collapse of Christianity, a benevolent patriarchy has vanished and is, there being, is being replaced only by either the oppressive patriarchy of Islam on the one hand or this hypersexualized character. And all of his books have the same plot. They have a plot of a libertine Having meaningless sex, but enjoying meaningless sex of every single kind, and then the Muslims come and kill everybody, and and that's that's the story he tells, and he tells it again and again. And the point is, especially in France, which is a by by the constitution, it is a secular society. It is not allowed to have any kind of religious uh, operation in the government itself, and so. This is a play in France. There is a sense that the only organized religion that still is alive and still is vivid and still has something to say is Islam, which is oppressive and is anti-female, and that that Christianity isn't even an option. And so the only other option is the hedonistic society that we see around us. So right wingers have been attacking this film, and I'm going to tell you what I think about it in a minute. But I mean, you go on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and typically the reviewers are giving it like 88, 90 percent positive reviews, and the audience score is 3%. And the left is acting as if anybody who could attack this, what a, who would ever, why would any, oh my goodness, how could anybody ever see, oh my goodness. So, I mean, there's just, here's one, I, I can't remember where this one is from, it's, uh, but it says the creepy conservative obsession with Netflix cuties explained, and they think it's pornography, but by definition, pornography requires intent, which is nonsense. It may require intent to be a pornographer, but it doesn't require intent. To create pornography, you can create pornography by accident. So this is reminiscent of Clockwork Orange, the film Clockwork Orange, which had scenes of hyperviolence. Even though it was opposed to hyperviolence, it glorified it and caused incidences of hyperviolence. And in Britain, they banned it. It's still banned, I think. You still can't show Clockwork Orange in the theater uh, in Britain because they said no matter what its intent, it causes these bad things to happen. So here's the thing. I'm not questioning the lady, the director's intent. I'm sure, I'm sure from the film that she meant to put forward a vision of a feminist vision of what's wrong with society. I don't agree with that vision, but I, I think there is something wrong with society in which you have to choose between an oppressive patriarchy and no fathers whatsoever. That really is the choice that's being put forward. So she's trying to create a work of art, and let's call it a work of art. And we're not going to say it's a great work of art, but we'll call it a work of art. And it is a, a sad film. Uh, and I, I found it depressing, actually. You can commit a bad act while making art. That is simple logic. I could kill somebody and make art out of it, especially visual art. I could kill somebody on, I could torture and kill somebody on film and make it a work of art such that it did what art does. It addressed the human condition in ways that only, uh, narrative and metaphor can do, right? I could kill and torture somebody and say, yes, but my intent was to show create a work of art in which you will be repelled by murder and torture. Fine, that's my intent, but I've still killed and tortured somebody. That's a bad act, an immoral act. This lady has committed an immoral act in making her work of art. These children who are the actresses have been forced into uh, pornographic situations, and there's simply no question that pedophiles looking at this are going to be turned on and enticed. There is just no question about it. I mean, I, I, I don't happen to have this problem, and I have a, a real, uh, very powerful... Uh, emotional objection to children being abused. And so that's what's happening here. And the children are being abused, were abused in the making of this. If an animal were killed, if an, a dog had been shot in the making of this, you, you would be hearing it from the left as well. Okay. But because it's only children being sexually abused, they don't care. You know, this is, this is the thing. It's not that there is a conspiracy like to normalize the abuse of children it is that in Hollywood, the abuse of children is rampant. And in our society, among the powerful, the abuse of children is rampant. And when people do what's wrong, they want to justify it. And one of the ways they justify it is by getting you to agree to it. And that is what is going on in a lot of these films. Now, that's not the intent of this filmmaker, but it becomes part of the intent. Listen, Corey Feldman came out Remember, the who was a child actor, he came out and said, I was abused, my friend was abused, everybody's being abused. But then, and, and in Variety, there was an article saying a lot of people are sweating that Corey's going to name names. Suddenly, Corey was gone, didn't name any names. The story disappeared. Elijah Wood from the Lord of the Rings film came out and said, yes, this is happening all over. It is... It, It is continually happening. Then apologized for saying that and said, I don't know anything about this. That story disappeared. The defense of Roman Polanski by Harvey Weinstein, Woody Allen and just about everybody when he was arrested in Switzerland, I believe it was. This is a guy who was convicted of drugging and sodomizing a 15 year old girl. Skipped the country so as not to have paid his dues. So he didn't have to pay for the guilty verdict they're defending him. You know, uh, Victor Salva, the guy who made the cheapers Creepers films, convicted pedophile, 12-year-old actor, he sexually abused. Brian Singer, who is a huge director who is known to surround himself with vulnerable young boys and has been accused of everything from molesting them to rape. All of these people act with impunity and continue to get jobs in Hollywood because it is the norm. They, you know, so it's like, QAnon, they make fun of QAnon, and QAnon is a nuts conspiracy. It's a crazy conspiracy, but that this is going on at high levels, and that is being normalized, and that people are working their way toward making it a, a um, toward making it a a normal thing that is going to be accepted is just beyond question. And that this film plays into that, whether intentionally or not, is also beyond question. I don't believe it was the intent of this director to do that, but it is what happens in the film. It's a bad, she committed a bad act, just as if she had shot a dog or accidentally killed a dog while making a film. She committed a bad act in making this film. It should not be on the air. But again, but again, the answer Is not for us to sit around pounding our palms with our fists. It's for us to be making better art. It is for us you cannot you cannot win the culture. Critically, you can only win the culture creatively. That is what the culture is. The cu- culture is creation. We on the right do not create. We don't support creators. We don't uplift creators. And so they have the field. And this is the kind of ugly thing that's going to happen because there was no one there to tell this woman, you know what? Tell this story another way. I'm with you. I understand what you want to say. Tell it another way. Don't put little girls on screen. Don't have them doing this. So again, not an intentional bad act, perhaps, certainly an actual work of art but a bad action was committed in, in making the work of art. And that's what should be condemned. And it should be condemned by everybody on the right and the left. I'm going to stop there, but I will be back again tomorrow. I'm Andrew Claven. This is The Andrew Claven Show. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, give us a five-star review. And also tell your friends to subscribe, too. We're available on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, The Matt Walsh Show, and The Michael Knowles Show. Thanks for listening. The Andrew Klavan Show is produced by Robert Sterling. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Our technical director is Austin Stevens. Supervising producer, Mathis Glover. Assistant director, Pavel Wadovsky. Edited by Adam Saivitz and Danny D'Amico audio mixed by Robin Fenderson. Hair and makeup, or head and makeup, is by Nika Geneva. Animations are by Cynthia Angulo. Production assistants McKenna Waters and Ryan Love. The Andrew Clavin Show is a Daily Wire production, copyright Daily Wire 2020.
1: If you prefer facts over feelings, aren't offended by the brutal truth, and you can still laugh at the insanity filling our national news cycle, well, tune in to The Ben Shapiro Show, we will get a whole lot of that and much more. See you there.